The market doesn't joke around, so why would you? Get serious. Choose Tasty Trade. Tasty Trade gives you the tools you need to make smarter moves. Dig into data with advanced charting, track profit accurately with order chain trackers, see risk clearly with curve analysis, and trade with low-capped commissions, stocks, options, futures, and more. All on one platform. No wonder serious traders choose Tasty Trade. Join the club, genius. Tasty Trading is a registered broker-dealer and member of FINRA and SIPC. Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Friday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer. David Faber is the morning off. Bulls trying to put some polish on what could be the first back-to-back weekly gains of the year for the S&P. President heads to Poland after striking that deal to supply the EU with natural gas. Energy and metals are mostly lower. Our roadmap begins with the Treasury Secretary speaking on CNBC moments ago about the strength of the U.S. economy and the importance of energy independence. As we said, the EU targeting big tech as well, announcing new rules aimed at curbing their dominance. And B of A highlighting some picks. Why they love mangoes. Yes, yes, I love that. We'll start with the markets, though, uh, and the two-week surge for stocks here, Jim, would be the first, as we said, back-to-back of the year for the S&P. First for now since November. Yes, I mean, I keep going back to my friend Larry Williams, the great historian, who said that 21 out of uh, times out of 21 times since 1929, when you have that 50% retracement, takes it out, then boom, it goes up. And then you kind of basically discover why it went up as opposed to being able to say, hey, it's going up because I think there are a lot of people who continually say, how can you buy any stock ahead of what's going on uh, in Ukraine? And the answer is that during this period, the hedge funds are buying a lot. They're big institutions that are on the sideline. But I think that they've come back to FANG in a very big way and to Mango. Mango, by the way, is an acronym for semiconductor stocks. And, you know, I saw great notes today about Facebook, great notes about Amazon, fabulous notes about Apple. Disney. You know, yeah, Disney. I mean, you know, so it's, it's big cap. I know there was a discussion just now uh, on Squawk about what kinds of stocks to buy. But I can tell you that you'll have these moves like uh, the Amazon gang is out today saying buy Amazon. The Tesla gang is out by Barclays on Tesla. Yeah. And, you know, you read them and you say, well, that's pretty compelling. But then you think, well, they've been up day after day after day. Let's give me something new. And that's why I thought Mango was so exciting. So so for those who are wondering what we're talking about, B of A today, by the way, uh, the socks, the chips, Above the 50 and the 200 DMA right. for the first time since January. Yesterday, you saw that action. So, Mango's an acronym for Marvell, uh, Broadcom AMD ADI, and then NVIDIA, Global Foundries, and on. Global Foundries shouldn't be in there because Global <laughs> Foundries, that's a cyclical company. Um, Marvell is the one to focus on. That's Matt Murphy, one of the hardest charging guys in the world. He's put together an amazing company, 70 billion. I think he's going to 100 billion. Uh, and uh, Bank of America agrees with me. They are. The one thing that was wrong about this, they talk about how they're competing against much larger peers, NVIDIA, Intel, and Broadcom. They're not competing against NVIDIA. They're partners with NVIDIA. Uh, so that is, I, I would say, uh, ill-advised comparison. However, they do want to destroy Intel, and they don't have to worry about it because Intel's busy destroying itself. Uh, Pat Gelsinger is now talking about spending, the CEO of Intel, spending money, uh, spending all the cash flow, which to me is ill-advised, even reckless. But you know, Pat is on, he's messianic about his view of Intel and, and America. And all I can say is circa 92, it would have been real smart. Right, but the streets already, well, what they will understand what cash flow will be like for the next three years. Right? Yes, they do. But I think it's going to be worse. Worse than that. I mean, he's going to just spend a fortune on these foundries and 
The Ohio concept, uh, you know, that's that talk about green field. There's like nothing there. Cows, corn. Oh, those are both better investments than semis. Is it any wonder then why he's pushing for subsidies? Maybe harder, arguably, than he, any he other CEO. He should keep pushing. He should keep pushing. Because <laughs> he's going to need it. Yeah, he's every dime. Um, he's being supplanted. They're being supplanted everywhere. And Marvell is doing a lot of supplanting. So I think that people have to start looking at Marvell and start knowing Matt Murphy because this is the one to watch. We're going to circle back to semis, uh, obviously, before the open here. But let's touch on uh, this deal with the U.S. and the EU to supply some LNG. We're looking at 15 billion cubic meters by the end of the year. Sounds like a lot. Russia supplies about 10 times that every year. Yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be really difficult. And the reason why it's difficult is because you're going to have to move a lot of nat gas around. It's actually possible if you do it during the off-season, there's periods where uh, that typically we don't ship a lot. The problem is that the, Germany doesn't have the infrastructure. The rest of Europe might. You can take it through Belgium, take it through Poland. But they do not have the infrastructure, but they might in two years. So it's not pie in the sky but you have to, you're going to have to take a lot of companies that, that might have wanted to send it somewhere else and send it to Europe. Uh, I, I think that you'd also have to clear, make it so FERC stops being so difficult. Uh, I understand the people who want this is more stuff. My thank, thank you to Rusty Brazil who's putting out the best blogs on this. But it, it's absolutely possible. But everything has to go right. Uh, and you have to move. You have to make it so that natural gas that might have been headed to Korea goes to Europe. Uh, but I do think that in the end, you need Australia, you need Qatar, you need U.S. They all have to participate. And uh, U.S. is producing a huge amount of natural gas. So let's cut to the chase. You, you, wanna, you, you can own Chenier. You can own uh, Kotara, which has a lot of natural gas. That's a merger where, where you got uh, Simrex, but more importantly, Cabot, which had a huge amount of natural gas. And then let's just roll the dice here, Tellurian. Yeah, little five dollar. That's uh, remember that's uh, Sharif Suki who built Chenier before he was deposed by Carl Icahn. It, he, he made a lot of money. Right? Yes, he was the highest paid CEO. Sure, in the country. no, no, no violins. But Look at when, that. when no Jake violins. Sullivan's on the tape this morning saying that they've identified the targets that they can that can help meet this target, you think that's not that's not out of line? No, it's not. But everything has to go their way, and the, one of the things that they really have to do is. They've got to make it so the oil companies feel more secure to be able to put more pipe down. But the two rulings for FERC uh, have made it so that you've got this thing, you know, you've got this justice, environmental justice that's never been used before. So I will know if the president's serious. If he comes back, he goes, we have to change what FERC did. That's what, you know, I know that's very granular, but the FERC rules have made it so that a lot of companies that wanted to build pipelines for natural gas including alpine high natural gas, that take that gas to where you could make it into LNG are all gun shy because the president's people are so bad about exactly what he's selling over there. Yeah. Nat gas, by the way, uh, best week since February. Actually, best week since January, highest since February. But things that we don't normally see this time of year is no, what well, we the, call the shoulder period. Yes, and that's what's interesting is, is that the way you would get that natural gas over there is now. You would, when we don't need it, right. you would send it there. Because we're running full tilt. Uh, and uh, you know, we can put up more plants. We are putting up more plants. But the big stumbling block is the president. And yet it's the president that's making all the... Right. Um, he, he really has to... He, he has to focus. The president has to focus. 
He's not focused. Well, he's got he's got some balls in the air. Uh, he's going to Poland, as we said today, to meet with President Duda. He'll get a yeah, briefing on the humanitarian efforts. He'll meet with some members of the 82nd Airborne. Uh, yesterday, he was asked whether or not that visit so close to the front would change his policy attitude. And he said he's been to plenty of these regions in his lifetime. Uh, so I, it's hard to imagine we'll get movement on the kinds of things you'd like to see militarily. No, but they continue. True. But they continually talk about how Putin is feeling more cornered, more cornered, more cornered. Uh, there is a great uh, quote that was about when he destroyed uh, Grozny, where he said, look, if you look weak, then you are weak. Uh, and so the, I think that you're going to see Putin come out with some statements that make it clear that he is not a weak person. Uh, they also have, I mean, there's a, there are a lot of, if you notice, they're, they're really winning in the eastern part of Ukraine. Uh, they're taking they're taking ground there. There is some reporting today suggesting they've established essentially a land bridge yes. uh, between Donetsk and Crimea, for example, right. which would be strategically make some sense. On the other hand, I mean, a lot of reporting that suggests uh, at least east of Kiev, the Ukrainian resistance has pushed back some forces. Yeah, it, that's where if I were Putin, which I'm not because I'm not I I. I run mad money, but I'm not a mad man. Uh, Putin, I think, has to do something uh, radical to make everyone realize that he is going to do, you know, that he's in charge. But it would not be nuke. It would be leveling. I mean, you know, when he when he took over the war in Chechnya, he said, basically, we have to start leveling cities. We can't just we can't have resistance. And the way to not have resistance is to take the city out. Now, he's a big enthusiast for what the, the Great Patriotic War, World War II, and how Stalingrad was destroyed by the Germans, and yet they still were able to have uh, guerrillas, basically, from the other side who came over. Khrushchev fled that. And what I think is going to happen is that, I hope this doesn't happen, but I think he, his playbook is the level of city. And, and they have so much artillery, they can do it. Right. Oh, that's one reason why uh, Zelensky's been asking for more. Uh, by the way, Jake Sullivan also on the tape today saying that the U.S. and NATO are doing contingency planning for the possibility that they choose to strike a NATO territory. Right. I think what they should really be doing is trying to give them enough anti... They can't, the Patriot missile is very expensive, but you know, Raytheon is fantastic technology. And they should be calling. They should be calling Greg Hughes. They should call just Just say, look, what do you got? What do you got for us? They are not being, you know, see, the, remember, the Pentagon somehow is not running the show. The show's being run by, by, by and the national security. And the Pentagon's ready. The Pentagon's ready. And again, I mean, I hate to keep using this word, but they got to focus. I mean, we're, we got the wrong guys running the show. We, we've got the wrong weapons. We're not using what Air Environment has. When I checked out Air, you know, we had an Air, Air Environment's arsenal on our set. I mean, it, it's it, it's much scarier than what we're using. I mean, we're giving them the pocket stuff. The well, stuff that's I mean, in pack, telegraphing telegraphing a pivot to the Pentagon would also send signals to the likes of China, where we're, we're on a diplomatic tightrope right now, Jim. Well, I think Greg Hayes, when you talk to Greg, he would say, "Look, if you give people, you get this is Raytheon. If you give them the latest technology, it's not a tightrope. It's just a lesson to be able to keep it so that they're." Data hospitals aren't crushed and schools aren't crushed. And, you know, I, I love, you know, I, I don't think poking the bear is what's happening. I think that the bear, Russia, is destroying 
uh, life as we know it in major cities and getting away with it because we're so worried about nukes. And I thought the president made some points yesterday that made it seem like, you know, listen, we're not afraid. But, I mean, everyone's sitting back. The world is sitting back and what half the children have left and watching uh, a travesty of missiles going into schools and hospitals and just saying, you know what, let's not let's not let's not poke Putin. I mean, so what, he gets away with it? Well, I, they're the most isolated country in the world. It's hard to say that we're letting anyone get away with anything. Well, but it's financial. I just, no, I just think that you need to get, you know, you're absolutely right. I'm just saying Ukraine needs to be able to fight back. No, I'm not talking about uh, what uh, the, the, the infamous tweet that we got from Lloyd Blankfein about why don't they do a do-little raid and strike part of Russia. Sure. I'm just saying that they're getting second rate. They're getting very second rate uh, military uh, munitions, and they need first rate. And that's why they should call Raytheon. We should get Raytheon right now. Get Greg, yeah, get Greg Hayes on the phone and say, okay, listen, give them the latest. Give them the, give them the truck with the laser that shoots down to missiles, which sounds like it's sci-fi, except for they have it. Speaking of all of this, that's a live shot of Poland, where the president has arrived after meeting with uh, European and G7 and NATO allies. Our Kayla Tausche is in Brussels with the latest and what we might expect today. Good morning again, Kayla. Good morning, Carl. President Biden is heading to Jeshov, Poland, where he is going to be meeting with troops. He's going to be meeting with refugees tomorrow. He's going to be giving a major address and also having a bilateral meeting with Poland's president. Uh, the city of Jeshov is about an hour from the Ukrainian border. It's a major conduit for a lot of the weaponry and equipment that is being delivered to Ukraine. It's a resupply uh, passageway for the forces there. On Air Force One, just a few moments, Moments ago, as you mentioned, Jake Sullivan, the national security advisor, said NATO allies are in fundamental agreement over how to respond should Russia use weapons of mass destruction. But he described it only as a severe price that Russia would pay without going any further. He did say that U.S. and allies continue negotiations to send anti-ship and anti-air equipment to Ukraine. But it's unclear how soon that equipment could be delivered. He did say that he didn't want to elaborate further on those discussions for fear of destroying some of the efficiency of getting uh, those tools to the Ukrainians. He also said that so far the U.S. still does not see any evidence that China has decided to pursue material support of Russia's effort. That's intelligence that supports the comments that we got from Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen earlier this morning, where she said she does not think it's appropriate to sanction China right now because of uh, any sort of alignment or perceived alignment that it has with Russia and its efforts in Ukraine. You guys have been talking about that energy deal. I want to share a few of the details uh, about that. 15 billion cubic meters is what Europe says it will be offsetting uh, with new supplies from the U.S. and from other partners. But a senior administration official uh, would not elaborate what portion of that is actually going to be coming from U.S. producers, although they did acknowledge that production would need to go up to satisfy some of those requirements, not just this year, but also the commitment of 50 billion cubic meters by 2030. President Biden, when he announced that deal with the president of the European Commission, he said the goal is not just to reduce dependency on Russian natural gas, it's to end dependency on natural gas, period. 
an acknowledgement that a move like this that ramps up production is in direct conflict with the other climate initiatives of his administration. But certainly they're in Iraq, in between Iraq and a hard place right now. And Jake Sullivan saying that uh, a major discussion at the G7 yesterday was how to lower energy prices around the world, possibly another strategic uh, reserve release in a coordinated fashion, guys. Okay, so Kayla, any chance at all that the MiG-29 issue comes up again with the fighter jets, because I know the president feels that would provoke Russia, but the Air, many Air Force people that I speak to and many people at the Pentagon say, look, only the MiG-29s could take out the artillery that is killing innocents in the major cities. It's likely to come up, Jim, but Jake Sullivan just said that the U.S. position has not fundamentally changed on that front and that there also haven't been any negotiations with Poland since the situation a couple weeks ago where Poland preemptively, according to the administration, announced that it was going to be delivering those uh, those MiG-29s to the U.S. Air Force Base for delivery to Ukraine. The U.S. saw that as a provocation to Russia. It didn't want to go there. And if the position hasn't fundamentally changed, according to Sullivan, it's hard to see how they could go forward with it. Okay. Thank you, Kayla. Yeah. Thank you very uh, much. Kayla, appreciate your reporting this week. Uh, uh, very, very Great job. instructive. Our Kayla Tausche in Brussels. When we come back, a closer look at the Apple rally. Stocks aiming to extend its win streak to nine today. We'll get to all the other names we've not yet touched on, including Disney, Bed Bath, Boeing. See what's going on with cannabis, Tesla, and more. We're back in a minute. The spirit of performance defines Acura, and now it's electric. Introducing the all-electric ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. While what powers their cars may change, the energy that makes Acura never will. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system and up to 313-mile range on a single charge, and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is everything they said electric could never be. It was built with the driver in mind, just like Acura's been doing since the beginning. We could talk all day, but the only way to experience this electric performance is to drive it yourself. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Let's get Kramer's mad dash as we count down to the bell. Let's talk Tesla. Of course, we have a reiteration uh, by Dan Ives, who's been dead right, by the way, on Tesla, talking about the numbers are going to be maybe 15% higher. But Barclays, which is hated all the way, uh, using the underweight, basically says, hey, listen, things are going well. 
did try to get a sidetrack on Musk's social media. Yes. But uh, Berlin deliveries commenced with little impact in first quarter. I think that's wrong. It's going to be lots of impact in first quarter. So I don't know how you stay sell, uh, keep a sell on it and write positive things. But Barclays has managed to do that. Uh, they take their delivery estimate, this is for the quarter, to 320K. They were at 309, streets at 312. You've said Berlin's going to just add fuel Berlin's to that fire. I said it was going to go to 1,000. It was at 900, and I got the usual cat calls and uh, mentions, and I love them. I urge the people who hate me to just per, just watch me every minute and continue to hate me because, as my, the late Roger Ailes told me, um, who is not necessarily politically my guy, uh, hate me or likely watch me. Yeah. So the haters, I always say hi and thank you. New new highs reasonable, or is that absolutely? To, is it hard to do given what? No. Overall sales will do this I, I year. I think that when we see uh, the fact that they can make cars, see, they've got their own supply chain, and a lot of the people in the auto business are very jealous about the fact that they have the chips. So they will sell. I mean, you know, there's a dearth of cars that go even against them, but Elon Musk had the foresight, the only person really in the world who had the foresight that maybe we need to develop soup to nuts. I mean, how smart is this guy? He, there are lots of people been hanging out with him lately, and he's very happy. He's, you know, but not Uber. He has very little Uber, which is why I thought this. I should answer his poll today. He's got a poll. In. He did ask whether or not Twitter uh, practices free speech. Yeah, I didn't know. I've been trying. I've been mulling that over all morning. Uh, well, and then he followed it by saying, "Vote carefully because the results of the poll could be consequential for whatever that means." Anything he does is consequential. I mean, the fact is, is he may be the most important industrialist in the world right now. Uh, and the auto companies—I deal with all the auto companies—and secretly they're all very jealous because they're like begging for chips from outfits that nobody even cared about like two years ago. And he doesn't have any of those worries. Really good. We're going to be definitely watching for delivery data uh, in not too long from now, and we'll see what that means right. for the now, year. Now, Mercedes-Benz has teamed up with NVIDIA, so don't give up on Germans if you're, like, worried about Benz, because NVIDIA, Jensen Wong, and Jaguar, too. Jensen Wong's going to make them competitive. There's the opening bell and the CNBC real-time exchange of the big board quantity systems uh, celebrating its recent listings at the NASDAQ, AN2 Therapeutics, a clinical stage biopharma uh, company developing treatments for infectious diseases. Wow. We haven't talked much Boeing yet. A bunch of different news t- uh, points. The FAA administrator on Squawk talking about uh, unruly passengers, the China Eastern crash, the MAX 10, which right. may not get cleared this year. But I don't know about that. Obviously, the, the black box, I mean, you talk about whether the plane broke up in midair, and I don't know what that may be. Uh, is, that, is that maintenance? Or is it Boeing? Uh, I continue to suffer through owning Boeing for my travel trust. Uh, I keep waking up thinking that today will be the day. And today is the day it goes down. It's just not been a great stock uh, in a time when there's a lot of great stocks. I mean, I don't. we don't talk about the drug stocks. They've been sensational. Because the president, obviously, remember, like, the, all of Congress used to be focused on the drug stocks and rolling back prices, that, that went away. Yep. And when you have that stuff go away, then the drug stocks play. And uh, there's going to be, a, I think there's going to be, the FDA is a little more positive about what's going on. I'm, I remain very positive on Eli Lilly as the drug stock of the year. Now that AbbVie, I own these for the child trust, AbbVie's had a big run. But Eli, Eli Lilly has got the breakthrough uh, diabetes drug that doesn't put weight on. 
And then I really am a believer in their Alzheimer's drug. And this is from the work I do um, with the brain. I mean, I don't communicate with the brain. It's like, I got problems with the brain. Like the brain's working, but you know, it takes a little energy to get that brain working. <laughs> when there's something wrong with your brain, uh, like mo- when you have uh, a migraine, people have to know there is something that stops a lot of migraine. It's chemistry. It yeah, is chemistry. It's Biohaven has it, and you take the Amavig drug, or the Lily's got a drug, and I always say this because like, I'm the chief spokesperson for the American Migraine Foundation. People don't even know. I mean, I was just like, hey, guys. They guys, oh, I have terrible migraine. Well, how about the drugs? What drugs? You know, they're, using, they're still using, like, buffer and extra strength migraine. I mean, that's like taking... You know, I don't know, St. Joe's ass, children's ass. I haven't thought about buffering in a long buffering. time. Remember buffering? My yes. mom used to take buffering. Yes. Um, just speaking of chemistry, brain chemistry, Jim, Tilray up almost 18% today. I'm so glad you mentioned it because that is the battle. Is it, you know, you've got to make it so it's not a, a, a felony. And this bill, which has a strange name. The Moore Act. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Would make it so it's not a felony, which makes it so that I've been very negative on these stocks. But if it goes through and it's not a felony, then you're going to see that Canopy is going to be good. Telray's the leader. Um, I I like uh, Aurora Cannabis on a comeback. But you got to you got to win. And then you got to start making it so that it's more than just gummies. Yeah. A lot of the policy analysis today say. It could go, but, it could go. Th- but no clear path in the Senate. Look, it's kind of a bust. It's kind of like the gambling stocks. You know, it's like there were too many companies in this. And, you know, Canopy came in with gun, you know, guns roaring and, and Tilray. But the market's not nearly as big as they thought. Right. And they hate that when you say that. They're like, hey, well, the total adjustable market is a trillion. See, everybody can see the, the long-term charts. Right. Uh, the, early, the story the in the early part of the week was more M&A rather than legislation. Right. Well, they have to have the shakeout because there's too many companies. I, look, I've got to tell you, I've looked at that market and the drink market, and I don't think the cannabis drinks, I mean, you know, the big wrap on cannabis drinks, and I know this is going to sound true, they don't taste good. Really? Yeah. Now, as a person who drank uh, something that had everything in the periodic table, Mountain Dew uh, Diet Pink, I am willing to suspend any, that, <laughs> any taste. But, no, they can't make it so that it tastes good. That's the word. That's a problem. I mean, that's one of the things that when you drink a drink, you want it to taste yeah, good. Yeah. Unless it's, you know, like Alka-Seltzer or something. <laughs> Buffering and Alka-Seltzer. But, well, I'm trying to bring it back. Pop, pop, fizz, fizz. <laughs> I don't want Tilray's drink. All right? Canopy, they can make all they want. They can put beer, they can put it in beer. By the way, you can't even figure out what, what proof it is. I mean, like, honestly, I was like, what proof is that? I was talking to one of the guys. He says, well, it could be 20. It could be 40. I said, you know, kind of narrow it down a little. Could you, like, get it tomorrow? No. It's really the Wild West. Uh, we'll, look to, we'll look to see what the House can put together next week and then where that leaves us. Uh, Bed Bath, uh, this agreement with, uh, with Ryan Cohen. Caved. Three, Jonathan Duskin caves. Three, three new independent directors. Mark Tritton doing it. Look, this, if you read through the, the, the lines of the release of, of Ryan, who's become a good friend of mine, not, uh, although when there's been a reach out. Um... But Bed Bath, jeez, Bed Bath, they want to sell Bye Bye Baby. And I have talked to Mark Tritton, who I think is doing a good job. I didn't spend enough technology. But when the stock was at 17, I thought that Bye Bye Baby was worth a whole company. It's, it's doing very well. So I think that Ryan Cohen, there's his picture. I think he's taking a little pit stop from GameStop, getting Bye Bye Baby sold. It's worth doing. And then it's off to the races with his great ideas for GameStop. Right. Which... 
so far he's paid pretty close to vest. We're still waiting. Still waiting. Still waiting. But the you know, the, the the apes, I mean, you know, aided by as I said, I had Jane Goodall on the show trying to get make make some sort of reparations with the apes. Instead, I just gave money to trying to save the actual apes, as opposed to those guys right. giving money to save the market right. the stocks. Uh, Dr. Goodall, one of the best. How about Disney? Do we get there? I was going to say, uh, Wells has a good note. Um, they're looking at, you know, the management's going to be presenting some things about the parks yes. in the coming days. Uh, their argument is maybe the street's too low on, on park leverage, park attendance in the long term could be 5% to EPS. I thought this was very good. They made it a signature pick, which I guess is, means that it's a signature pick. Uh, but what I do want to see is a discussion about the future as opposed to about civil rights. And I, I, I was very involved in it myself. I mean, I, I think what their initial position was clearly wrong. But I think that the idea that there could be the parks doing well and the idea that we'll get some good news about the slate does matter. Spider-Man was good. I mean, I think that people still go to the movies. I, I just think that there's also, um, obviously, the zest of going to the movies is not the way it was. Interesting piece in the New York Times today about how the, no one cares about the Oscars. Uh, which will be on ABC on I Sunday. Uh, we'll see what, you know, we're getting used to sort of multi-year ratings lows on a lot of the award shows. Except, yeah, but the only thing that holds up is the NFL, which is why I do think that if you have the NFL, I mean, you know, I bumped into Bob Backus the other night. And I, I'm going back and forth with Bob Backus. Get his NFL to promote Paramount Plus is working. I'm, you know, Peacock, I don't have the numbers. We work for Comcast. But football still brings them in. And I think basketball. March Madness oh brings God. them in. Oh, yeah. I mean, in a world where ad inventory is needed, uh, March Madness is a relief. It's exciting. Yeah. And, and Al Michaels and Joe Buck can tell you the market's seller's market in football right now. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I've got to tell you, people, I've never seen so many people talk about football during the offseason. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think live sports is so back. Uh, and I think the NBA is going to be incredible uh, when we get to the playoffs, when they start playing defense. Right. <laughs> I think there should be like a bounty. If you play defense, we give you extra money. Hey, no vaccine mandate in New York. And uh, the, oh, the games well, we begin. did that. We did that I with Mayor Adams. Right? That I was know. our grilling him. I don't know if we have tape. We always have tape of SPACs and we have tapes of the metaverse. But no, we should have a tape of that. <laughs> the metaverse, by the way, big boost by Jensen. Yeah. And um, today, some good notes about 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 Facebook and Reels. I continue to believe in my contacts at Facebook that Reels is going to blow everybody away and that, that this stock, which my travel trust owns, by the third quarter is going to put up great numbers and people who are selling it now are going to be very, be very wrong. I think that Zuckerberg has said that TikTok, look out. Reels is coming for you. And everyone debated whether you could have, you know, where would Instagram be and where stories would be. And the answer is a win. He's been very close to the vest on the metaverse. A lot of people feel like, well, who wants to wear those goggles? Well, go re- go to watch Jensen's. In- there we go. Thank there you. It is. It's been a while. There you go. That's a Nigerian. Could you put me in there, please? Um, <laughs> but you feel unusual option activity. Uh, I do think that when you sit back and watch like uh, like minute 72, you see what Zuckerberg's going to do. And by the way, he is a client. You know, it's so is everybody else for that matter. You're not like it's not promoted, but he's got to use their technology because you don't need goggles and they can render anything. Right. 
There isn't anything that came. Remember, I asked them to do a Cezanne seascape. Sure, whatever. I asked them to give me Globe Theater, 1580. Well, adoption is going to be somewhat related to uh, stay at home, as you say, hybrid work, where yes. the, the castle office swipe data continues to show, even in cities like Austin or Houston, where they've been open the longest, are still only back to 50%. It is incredible. It is still the most talked about. When you, when you sit down with the CEO, the first thing you say, how many, how many of your people going? It, it is just everything, because you know, underneath is always, I wish they'd come back. But everybody is afraid that people will all go to Facebook, go to Alphabet. Everyone's still afraid of it. Like, you, you, I'm waiting for people to be afraid of they might go to Goldman. Not yet. Yeah. But it, everyone is afraid of Hitler, no, Alphabet. They'll go right to Alphabet. Well, the bonuses looked pretty good this past uh, past <clears> week. Yes. A lot of people I, make a lot of money. I mean, we have, banks. this is what Jay Powell, I think, is worried about. We've got the rich are making, are just crushing it. And the not as rich are at the supermarket buying Rice Krispies wow. for six bucks. And it's going to be seven Did soon. you see the report that if the minimum wage had kept pace, with financial 62. comp, $62 minimum wage. That's, that was a good one. Um, Jim, rates uh, today, B of A says they joined the bandwagon. They see 50 in June and July. Right. Uh, terminal rate, three to three and a quarter. They trim GDP for next year. They up core PCE. Uh, people are now saying, you know, you're going to see inflation top out in the eights in April and May. Nothing which, yeah, I think that could be nines. I mean, the rates are amazing. And that's why you see these debates about housing. Where is it the supply? The housing guys would say, listen, the reason why we're not meeting the numbers is because there's not enough supply. Or is it eventually demand? We don't know yet. There's such a, a, a shortage because of the stay at home. No one was ready for stay at home. But I think one of my biggest worries, we had Agco on last night. Now, this was fascinating to me. I've always felt, well, what's price going to be, whatever. It, the way that Agco presented was, it's about cal- you know, calories. That's the way we view things. And 13% of our calories are being taken out by Ukraine, Russia. 13%. Well, who's going to make it up? Well, the soy market in Brazil is not coming. It's not happening. So you're going to see, you're going to see the grain complex up dramatically this summer. Dramatically. I do think you can still buy the fertilizers. You can buy deer. You can buy Agco, Corteva. I'll tell you, if you really want to go there, I mean, you can buy Mosaic, which I've been saying, Archie Daniels, if you want a little more conservative. But if you look at Mosaic, it's a, it's, it, I mean, it, it, it's a, it's a parabolic chart, and I, I always yep. hesitate to recommend parabolics. Well, uh, the secret, Secretary Yellen talked about this earlier this morning. Worried about spillover in countries dependent on wheat, as you said. Oh yeah. Ten percent of calories uh, being taken out. No, we're just, Macron we're, yesterday talking about famine in twelve to eighteen months when Ukraine is unable to sow. Now, yep, and remember, famine is the leading course of, uh, cause of, of revolution. Unrest. Yeah. And, and uh, there is going to be terrible famine, and I think we're all trying to figure out how to help the, as many people as possible in Ukraine. Help Poland. Poland's being incredible. Moldova. People don't talk about Moldova. They're taking in people left and right. And I think that, uh, well, look at that. Look at those stocks. You can still buy every, every one of those stocks you can buy, but I, I prefer, Ico's the cheapest on the board. Yeah. Uh, Jim, you know, we talked about overall market action in sort of the catalyst vacuum right now. Uh, we got a jobs number a week from today right. um, and then CPI will come and we'll get some Fed minutes. But there isn't next week's going to be a lot of data. Yeah. But the markets behave pretty well in the absence of data. Yeah, well, today there is not and there's no company reported today of any consequence. And uh, you, so that let people, the analysts catch their breath. And when they catch their breath, they just 
recommend mango, tango. I know, but on low volume. I mean, even no, even seasonally, relative to seasonality. Hedge funds are playing. They come back and they take NVIDIA up 25 points. And I reiterate that uh, you want to be not in, in. Intel's had a nice little move. Move on. Go back to the ones that are winners. Go back to Marvell because Marvell is crushing them. It's crushing them in key markets. You can go to Broadcom for a trade, but. Right. I don't want to you stay there. Marvell is the, the, the king of mango, as, as B of A has crowned Yes, it. it is. But those stocks are down now. All right, whatever. A little profit. Yeah. Profit-taking. But those are the ones. I mean, they, they had, look, Marvell was the second biggest skater in the NASDAQ yesterday, and, and NVIDIA was the largest. So it's not like they can do that every single day. This is not 1999, where we expect stocks to go up every single day. Right. Finally, uh, B of A, which has been fairly negative on equities, says they're their bull indicator indicates a buy signal again, but they do think there'll be opportunities to sell in Q2. Well, well, a lot of the strategists are struggling because the tape is going up. So if you listen to them and you're at home, you say, well, did that guy just say, look, I think you can buy them, but you can sell them? And the answer is yes. Yes. You're you're right at home. Yes. I mean, it's going to rain today, but if it doesn't, it is going to be sunny. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for that. That's value added. Now, if you want real buys, you go back to natural gas because you've got a worldwide mandate to buy our natural gas companies. Look at that weird list of gainers. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's an interesting mix today as we are pretty much uh, five points from the flat line this morning. Let's get to Bob Bassani. Morning, Bob. Good morning, Carl. Uh, about even on the advanced decline line. You're right. A little bit of flattish open. And look at the sectors. And, and this trend has been pretty clear for weeks now. On days when energy stocks and metal stocks tend to be flat to down, the market, the rest of the market tends to be a little bit higher. Uh, so financials up a little bit, uh, healthcare up a little bit, tech on the flattest side. Again, this is a little bit of a flattish open, but the overall trend that I just mentioned is pretty clear. So for example, uh, take a look at sectors this week, the major sectors. Uh, Metals and mining are the leaders. Uh, It's up about 8% this week. Uh, Oil services, uh, even uh, exploration production stocks are up 5 or 6%. Uh, Semiconductors have also been leading the rally. They're up about 3%. The S&P is up about 1% for the week, by the way. Uh, ARK Innovation's flat. Um, It's been doing better recently, but flattish, up about 1%. Uh, And the banks really aren't doing much, not really participating in this recent rally. Uh, They're down about 1%. Uh, Another way to look at it is just look at the ETF trends. My favorite ETF uh, in the last month is Moo. I love that title, Uh, M-O-O. It's the agribusiness. It's basically... uh, 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 an index of uh, companies that are in the agribusiness. Uh, these are stocks. This is not futures on commodities. So it's Deer and Archer Daniels Midland, uh, Tractor Supply, uh, Tyson. It's just a mix of everybody's in the agriculture, agribusiness. This is an historic high for this, and it's been moving up very aggressively. This is sort of the perfect ETF for the moment. If you believe in food inflation, this is the ETF you want to own. It's, the volume's been much, much higher uh, in the last month, and that's understandably. At the same time, another interesting trend is volatility going down. Why is that important? Well, that makes certain players, uh, momentum players, much more willing to play in the market. So there's the VIX. We've been, uh, this is a complete round trip here. We went from 21 a month ago to 37. 
at the height of the concern on Ukraine. And now we're back down to 21 again, essentially. This is a round trip. This is like a green signal uh, to uh, to people who are who are momentum players to sort of get back into the market. Uh, the last two days, though, have been very strange. These are among the lowest volume days of the year we have seen in the last two days. You've got to go back to January to see overall lower equity volumes. Uh, wait a minute. Markets up. Vol volatility is down. Volume is down. That's very interesting. So what we see right now, what I see right now is we've been in this trading range, right? 4,300 to roughly 4,600. Uh, and we are not far from breaking out uh, on that here. The, anything close to 4,600 would be a breakout here. And that should bring in some of the institutional traders. I think those are the ones who have been sitting out the market. I think that's why the volume has been lower recently. And the retail traders have been active. Uh, the momentum guys, the commodity trading advisors, these guys trade S&P futures, and they're the momentum followers. You get prices up, volatility down. Those kinds of players tend to come into the market. So remember, the main story here is the commodity prices and, and the Fed outlook are driving the markets right now. When the commodity prices decline, the markets rally and vice versa. I think the problem here, Carl, is what's the limits to this little rally? When you start getting near 4,600, you're going to get the people going out there saying, wait a minute, I don't see commodity prices going down much. There's got to be some limit to how far you can push the market with inflation still an issue and the Fed remaining aggressive and Ukraine unresolved. And I think that's the problem. When we get near 4,600, Carl, that's when you're going to see a lot of the tech people starting to squawk a lot. Back mm -hmm. to you. That's very good analysis. I think exactly what's going to happen. Bob's Bob. 46. Yeah, exactly where I think. But Bob. not bad. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. It's a, that's the channel. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, Bob, thanks. Bob Pisani. By the way, a quick reminder, you can get on the CNBC Investing Club with Jim. Sign up and find out more at CNBC.com slash join the club. I was just uh, talking with the producer about your Devon call. I think it's up 20% plus well, since we you had, first mentioned it on the had, club. Yeah, we had Rick Moncrief on the CEO, and he's basically, I mean, he's the guy who came up with this idea of let's return capital. Now, obviously, if they all started pumping, maybe the price of gas would go down. I'm not sure about that. What does matter is... Devin, Kotera, uh, Diamond, and Pioneer, PXD, have all decided to return a lot of capital. But Devin's the king. They were up the most last year, and I went for and I said, listen, I knew Rick, I've known Rick for, for 11 years. He's, just, he's the smartest guy. Smartest guy in the business. Scott Sheffield, don't get mad at me. And Mike Worth, don't get mad at me from Chevron. They're very smart, too. <laughs> One more reason to sign up for the club. Thank you. Uh, before we go to break, take a look at the bond report. As we said, a lot of data coming our way next week from jobs to confidence to GDP, yeah. uh, Chicago PMI, ISM, auto sales, and a lot more. 10-year, 2-4. Be right back. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create like Olu Shehi, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. 
as we said, we're looking for uh, maybe can the Dow get uh, back-to-back gains here this week. But look at the week-to-day gainers. Intel, nice little move there, 8%. Uh, Apple's gone from 151 to 174 last few weeks, up 6% this week alone. All right, for the time being, we're up 95 points. We're back after a break. Jim, what's on Mad tonight? Everyone's talking about the metaverse and me and the metaverse. And my, well, I'm going the opposite. I'm going to a company called D-Local. Now, this is a Uruguayan, uh, this is from uh, General Atlantic, a payments company. Now, I remember my family, they were trying to figure out, half of them went to South America, half of them went to North America. This is, by the way, a great democracy, Montevideo. And I think it's the fastest growing company. And it reminds me of when you get these companies like Ricardo Libra. And people say, well, I don't want anything in South America. And then South America is an incredible growth market. Uh, the emerging markets that people seem to like are when there's, where there's genocide and people murdering people. It, how about a democracy with the payment process coming? That's good radar. Right? Some new ideas people probably haven't thought of yet. Yep. And that, this one is one people haven't thought. It's been a terrible stock, down 12%, but it's growing fast. And it's a democracy where, you know, people treat people good. It's a, it's a very progressive country with a very progressive country, D-Local. Look forward to it, Jim. Yeah, I mean, I can do metaverse because, you know, the, I do a lot of stuff with the Nigerians. <laughs> there oh, you are again. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Pointing now, to the is, sky. I need it to be a little more like me, please. Just a little more. Jim's unusual activity. Jensen has one of me over at NVIDIA. Why not get the toy, toy Jim? We'll see you tonight. All right. Thank you. 6 p.m. Eastern Time Mad Money. You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx.